I'm Kristen McFarland, and this is Market Like a Badass. I'm the founder and CEO of the Source Marketing Group, a cannabis and craft beer agency in Denver, Colorado. I'm excited because today we're going to hear from Lauren Mielli. Lauren is the owner of Kush Cards, the ultimate collection of greeting cards for stoners. Lauren is a badass at social media marketing. She's a mastermind also when it comes to scaling a business through strategic events. So let's welcome Lauren. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here. I Love the name of your podcast. We are badass and we are here to share some fun tips today. Hell yes. And tell the audience a little bit more about yourself and, and what you do. Okay. Well, great. Welcome. I'm Lauren. I am a product developer by heart, but I am an entrepreneur by day. So I'm the owner of Kush Card. So anything that you have seen online or on websites or email marketing, I have done, seen, or been a part of. So I wear all the hats behind Kush Cards, the original cannabis themed greeting card, where one can attach a pre-roll joint or a one-hitter comes included. Yes, I I really love everything you've done and and it's badass and really unique and and just so different. And um, I'm excited to, to really dive into the nitty gritty. We're going to talk about social media marketing. We're also going to talk about uh, how to capitalize on in-person marketing, because again, you are a badass with your event strategy. And um, I, I learned a lot just from our, our uh, call last week. And so um, first we'll dive into social media marketing, um, because that's really how I discovered your business. Uh, for those who are listening, I started following Lauren's business pages on Instagram, and I quickly became obsessed uh, with your social media marketing skills. I mean, the music you pick for your reels, everything's just really tailored for the platform and your audience. Um, so I really want to dive into the tips and tricks of social media marketing for a cannabis business, especially because we all know cannabis uh, brands have a lot of difficulty uh, <laughs> managing a social a media hate. account. It's a love-hate, yeah. It's a love-hate for sure. Mm -hmm. so, so let's start really high level, right? It's um, You have 55,000 followers, and we want to know how'd you grow your Instagram account and, and audience that large? Okay, well, let's say it takes, it has taken a while. It has been no overnight success, but I kind of reflect my social media as the growth of my company. So I look at social media as like my autobiography, right? So it has taken, since I started in 2015, that long to grow um, an audience, but organically, right? Um, yep. And I've had to go through a lot of like the shadow banning and I got flooded with fake followers once and it totally disrupted the algorithm. So like, and I, I feel, you know, lately I think about it, I feel like that might be a reason why I'm still stuck, like, where I am. Um, because, you know, there's just, it's very hard, it's very hard to grow, especially these days on Instagram. So I'm just, like, love that I capitalized on this app before what it is today, you know, mm -hmm. back when it started. So just kind of sharing my story. And I think that I live and post by that what's going on currently around me. So like, you know, I always say one day when I write a book, I'm going to go back to the Instagram and I'm going to say, okay, well, we were doing 
this trade you at this point, this trade you at this point, and it encouraged me to post in the moment um, so I could share what is really going on. Um, and I think that's important to see. Yeah, a lot of people see like the all the good things and the and the fun and the you know and the exciting part, and that's like a lot of fun things to share, but. It is nitty gritty over here for sure, especially with social media. It's a mental thing that you have to work with. And I think it takes small business owners a long time to realize that like, you know, you're like, oh, my, I'm just like, I've been working on this reel for like an hour or two. Like I need to be doing other things. And like, honestly, like, nah, you should be working on that reel for one to two hours. You know, yeah. you shouldn't, you got to think about it. Like, you know, people are like, oh, I'm on my phone, I'm on social media, but I'm like, and so is everybody else, you know? Exactly. You like, so is everyone else. So, you know, I think over the years, creating quality content has been my goal. And I feel like I finally found what my page is looking for and what I love to make and put together and the lighting and the music, right? Like, it just, I feel like it's finally all clicking after mm -hmm. all this time. So, here to tell people it is not an overnight thing. You yes. know what I mean? I mean, but also you grow with the app. You grow with the app and how it changes, right? I mean, at first we were all just posting pictures, you know, you think about it. True. When we started, so. Yeah, now um, it's more of an entertainment app and they're trying to compete with TikTok. And, and so mm -hmm. I think one of the ways that you're capitalizing on it now is by using like the trendy audio. I think you shared one the yeah. other day. It was like Beyonce and Aaliyah remix. And I'm like, oh my God, yeah. where can I I'm find that? <laughs> my husband. And it was perfect because it was for like, I was looking for a dad audio, right? So I feel like when I look for the audio, like, of course I try and do some trending stuff because that's what people are listening to and pick up but I also try and like make a theme towards like what I'm promoting and stuff like that so like Canna Moms it was like super successful launch with social media and everything I collabed with certain uh Canna Moms for memes for quotes on reels with cards that didn't even have to have them in it but I just hit the collaborator tool and they all loved it and I think using that collaboration tool, tool wisely is super important for growth Yes. How does that work? So, you have you basically hit that tool, they accept it, and then they're willing to uh, reshare and remix your post. Yeah. So why well, we wish everything was that easy, right? <laughs> well, so it's a feature that's only only some um, Instagram accounts have, or they like take it from you. You have it. You don't like. That's what I'm saying. It's like you know, I my uh, collaborator tool was great during Halloween, but right before Christmas, they took it away from me. So all the collaboration posts and I definitely felt a decrease in sales because of that. Um, but I mean, I still kept going, but it's just getting reach and visibility. And, you know, that actually, you know, that situation caused me to uh, buy a uh, pay for a 24 hour reel on weed humor that has over 5 million, I think 5 million followers. And, you know, it was a little expensive and I've never paid for an ad, but I just needed some way for people to, see me or you know so I could get the sales and it worked wow friend it was like honestly it was 850 dollars it was pretty good amount bad. of money but we made three times that 70 orders wow views about half a half a million views and it's still up because the, the what happened was um they collaborated with my naughty page which is like my backup page and actually really did help the page you know um and it's still there so 
it's like, you know, I had to work around not having the collaboration tool, but now the collaboration tool is back. So it's like all that time, I'm like, I couldn't only imagine how much farther I could have been if I just could have kept going. So, yes. And um, but I think, the, yeah. I was going to ask really quick for the audience listening, yeah. can you describe naughty cards? Ah, so naughty cards, yes. I'm sorry, I don't even have some cards here, but um, naughty cards are just your traditional greeting card that is trendy, bold, fun, adult themed greetings like that dick was dope or your clip is lit. Just like, just fun. <laughs> I love that. Bold, one. Just like, literally cards that make people laugh and i felt that you know because adult stores were picking up kush cards like the cannabis side Ooh, and i realized wow. that in some of them though we're like no we can't do the one hitter or like we just can't do the weed stuff yet and i'm like oh, okay well how it. do i say how do i tell them like to tell me no like not to tell me no because i hate when people tell me no because i feel like i've just there's so many reasons why i get like you know the paraphernalia but like I'm like, when are we just going to like chop that up and be like, you know, this is, this is what it is. So yeah, um, definitely some loopholes, you know, that you have to go through, but. Wow. That's amazing. And, and you can make it work. And, and while you already have your foot in the door with the cannabis brand, you have like Mm -hmm. a different angle to get in there. Um, while we're still talking about social media marketing, you know, you talked about how you develop things over time, right? It doesn't happen overnight. As much as we want to, like, right, oh, I posted 90 days in a row. Why why don't I have 500,000 right, followers? Right. <laughs> but uh, really, consistency is key. I mean, I can speak from mm-hmm. my own experience. Mm-hmm. Even in the last 90 days, right, on LinkedIn, I've been posting as much, as close to every day as I could, right? That's mm-hmm. been my yeah. goal this year is to be more active and, and show up every, every week. And yeah. uh, I've had 65% growth in the last 90 days for my followers. Uh, closing business off of there. And so again, it's showing up consistently, but a lot of the blocks mentally for for business owners is like, what the hell do I post? How do I keep content fresh? Mm -hmm, So can mm -hmm. you talk about how you keep your content fresh? Because it's hard promoting the same thing over and over and over sometimes. I... Tell me about it. Like, seriously, tell me about it. Well, you encouraged me about LinkedIn. So thank you to post there. Because I like... I hop on there and I post, you know, a lot of things that are going on, like accomplishments and stuff. And like, I do, I do feel the community there. And I feel mm-hmm. like LinkedIn is a great way to speak from the voice, the person. Whereas social media, we're presenting with our hands or with visuals. Like it's our visual voice. Yeah. LinkedIn is a actually founder voice. Like I always have to change we to I when I do LinkedIn. Yes. I'm always writing we with push cards. Because at this point, push cards is more than just me in a way. Um, so um so how do I post so I think I think about a few types of posts that I kind of and if you want if you go back to my page to maybe now you'll like be like kind of open see what's going on but so I like to post like a real in the afternoon and some type of like picture during the day I utilize people I I encourage people to post pictures because you can hide the light count we're all worried about the likes now that I, I thank Instagram for doing that because now it's a way where we could post and feel guilt free that the, it got three likes, you know, and you feel shamed or you feel like my post didn't do well. So I'm like, I encourage people to post because, you know, not everybody is liking, but people scroll. I mean, you know what I mean? Yes, very true. So, you know, if you just like, so I, you know, so I started to post memes and I was so against it. 
I was so against it at first. I was like, I don't want to be a meme page. And then I started posting memes because creating the content, like creating your quotes and stuff is what I was trying to do, but it was very time consuming. I mean, it was just hard to find a system. Like, you know, it was very stressful too. So I was like, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm like, these memes are funny. And I started, and I just posted and the reach. I have never, my single picture posts have never done well than posting other people's memes and memes I find on Pinterest or just like funny quotes that other people make. Like it doesn't have to be only your work. I encourage people to, and I know sometimes people are like only want to do their own and I totally get that too. But I, I just have feel like it has opened me up to know what my audience likes. Like when oh, yeah. the picture gets 1200 likes and it almost gets 1200 shares at the same time meaning somebody almost like who liked it shared it you're like whoa you're like okay you know I looked at it in a different way like no it's not yeah there's an easy way to post but you know what it helps boost you up so it's like if it really isn't doing well I post a meme right after it because I'm like you know what maybe the meme will get people to go to the real page and then they can see my content so I think of you I think of doing a quote a meme and a reel um kind of like in that maybe in that order um and then a product reel and then um me a personal reel not so much in the rotation but I do definitely think it's often for me to to put myself up there whether it's like a funny weed one and like I just feel like that's like what my audience likes and Mm -hmm. I like to talk about I figured out like people love the story so I talk about small business or I share the behind the scenes or I'm at a trade show and I'm setting and showing the setup. And because I want people to see like, you know, we out here and we're really just selling greeting cards, which makes everything yes. 10 times harder because, you know, our profit margin, I need to sell a lot of cards and we do sell a lot of cards, but because of all the things that have been put into foundation over the years and things that continue to follow through with. So like, you know, so like for instance, when I'm making content, I make content for like everything. So I encourage, you know, small business owners when you're taking the time and you got your background and you're picking everything out or you got your paper, you know, um, think about taking the reel, taking a picture of what you're doing, you know, taking a lot of clips so you can then use it um, in multiple different places, right? Yes. You can upload the picture on uh, LinkedIn or Pinterest, I would say, picture very visual on Pinterest. And then you and that's can an overlooked also, platform yeah. in cannabis too. Overlooked. Yes. Overlooked. And I'm totally on it. I personally love uh, my, uh, so I had an experience where I found this like picture where this uh, woman had these like long nails, just her hand photo. And she was holding all these joints. It went viral on Pinterest. It got over 300,000, 300,000, I think likes or saves or something like that. Wow. And my page started to go off and I'm like, oh my God. I was like, again, finding what likes. So I was like, okay. Now, when I take content, I take a picture with my nails and I take pictures with the joint or I take a picture now. So now I'm like, okay, so I'm taking a picture of the gift set from my website. I'm making the little videos as the reel. I'm getting the picture with the joint for Pinterest. And naturally, um, you know, I can kind of just use them over time because it is very time consuming. It is. um, I would say. Well, so I I would say. Oh, I was going to say the biggest thing I, I hear, though, from you is finding finding your system, right? Like you've yeah, developed that my system. Right. But no system because you're like, well, do you know the meme? And I'm like, no. Or like, do you know the you know, do you do I know what the personal reel is going to be? No. 
You know what I mean? I might do that. I, I like to do those kind of things on the spot if I'm mm-hmm. being 100%. So, like, I, st- I find a, I get super high, I find a reel, and then do it. Um, you know, because, you know, I, and I like that they have the save feature now. So, you can go through and save in the collections. Super helpful yeah. because, you know, we all are inspired by everyone's reels. And, you know, taking your different spin on it, you know, um, and doing your own take everyone has their own message so i feel like you know right i kind of try to keep it like in that system what goes in those boxes on that week we're gonna figure it out yeah that can be on the fly but now you know you're learning from analytics okay Mm -hmm, pinterest mm -hmm, is working mm -hmm. instagram's working and here's the post that i can reproduce over time to keep getting my Mm -hmm. momentum and um I mean, again, that's badass and it's super hard. And I've seen posts of yours, literally, you're, I think you're just ripping the bong in the morning, but I do that shit. I'm like, I relate, you know, it's, yes, it's I relate, <laughs> I, relate. I, I, you humanize yeah. your brand and your business and behind the scenes, right? Like that really helps you build trust faster on social media. Mm. I'm trying to get better at that myself on Good my market, point. like a badass page because people get to know you and they're like really interested, even even just showing what you ate at the expo or whatever. Like they want to follow your journey, you know? Yeah. Just like sharing little things. Like you said, and I feel like you touched on something really great about trust. And like, so like when I see like a knockoff on the market, it's like, you know, it's so crazy because like my people send it to me because they are already so invested into Kush cards or I've heard about it. And they're like, wait a second. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, I feel like posting myself and posting some, you know, just like whatever, like literally what I'm, you know, doing, you know, it really, it helps build, you know, people get to know me a little bit, my character. And when I stopped caring, I swear, when I stopped caring and doing, posting me a little bit more, I'm like, you know, I thought about smoking on the story so much, but my mama Kush didn't say nothing. So I'm like, we must be good. I love it. Um, yes. And well, I, I, no, like, it's, I mean, it just like, it's the culture, you know, it like is. I'm a successful stoner and that's what I love to promote. So let's hit the bong in the morning and have this great conversation. Yes, absolutely. Well, and you talked about, I kind of want to slide into the next topic, which is really capitalizing yeah. on in-person events. And um, Ooh, you already touched it. on competition and people coming to you, but yeah. How, how do you deal with the competition? How do you differentiate Ooh. yourself? Yeah, um, well, it's hard because it took me a while to take the personal part out of it. Like, because, you know, yes. I mean, every great idea is going to have some people, you know, and I, people are like, you should be on there, la, la, No, I'm not. But, <laughs> um, and I do think there is a space for everyone. I do agree there that is, there's yeah. some things that are very special, I right. think. I think there are some things that people invent that, as we see, like, you know, certain things that you see are staples in people's lives, like, those things are special, and especially when there's a story behind it. So that's why I say you cannot fake authenticity. So it's like you cannot fake that. So if I could be as real as I can and be in the moment and be in, you know, literally be in the moment, um, that is my biggest way to face these competitors. And you know what? I don't even look. I really don't look. I look when I have to. But, again, like people – perfect example. I'll give you a quick example. This big MSO reached out to me and they were like, a big dispensary chain. They were like, oh, like I picked up your card in Vegas. And they were like, we are so excited. We want to bring on your Krish cards. And I'm like, oh my God, like let's have a Zoom. We literally had a Zoom meeting, like in person, whatever. And I was like, well, I can't wait to see what card you got. Like what card did you pick up? Um, did you pick up? Like, because to me, there's a story behind each card. So I'm like, you know, 
how he showed me Yanaka the whole time from Vegas to wherever he was. He didn't say nothing about Kush cards, but you know what he did? He Googled, right? Did cannabis greeting cards, did his research, and I am just every. It's just like, you know what I mean? I mean, of course, you'll find other people, whatever, but you'll see they naturally come home. You know what I mean? That's right. They naturally come home. They shop the market and they're like, oh, so I just, I was blown away. Like, that's amazing. Like, I was at an in person event and this, this, these women came up to me. They're like, yeah, we tried to knock you off, but you did it so well, we couldn't. And I was like, Ooh, a damn hats off to you. Uh, both offended uh, and like, happy. Wow, this is, this is, this is you for like even coming up to me and saying that, but B in my head, I was like, wow, you really hurt me at one point in my in my journey. Yeah, seeing that or whatever, you know. But that good. it like, comes down to brand positioning, right? You are at mm-hmm. the top, mm-hmm. and you and you show up, and you're consistent, and uh, right. It's listen. You can try to steal my ideas. You can try to go out there and build email automations and be an email expert, but I know the kind of work that it takes to do that and to do it well. And you do on the Kush card side, and I think no one can ever take that away from you. When you have, you know, a good strong brand, you're going to win every time. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like someone, my friend recently told me, like, the passion will never burn out if you truly love it. So yeah. it's like, if you, like, if the knockoff is doing it to get into the market or, like, you know, just doing it out of spite, it's going to burn out. Yeah. Because, you know, this is something like, you know, like, believe me, this, this, I've had to change my lifestyle because of push cards. I've had to change yes. who I am. I left New York City when I thought I was the New Yorker to, to ride or die you know i didn't think there was life outside of manhattan so it's like um so uh coming out with this new york line that i actually am coming out with next week and going back and exhibiting at the we trade shows oh it's a whole thing girlfriend and you just get ready for the throwback content to in new york city uh just little little moments and memories i'm gonna go to some places and share like where i got them printed the first time and like really kind of engage people to see what I've been doing 10 years of when I thought of push cards actually been 10 years in December. That's amazing. I'm so proud. I am too. I be calling my family, my sister every day. I love it. Like, you know, just keeping calm and staying focused because there is so many things that I can do. And that I think right now is what my current most overwhelming part is like, you know, I do have myself split in many different, sorry, many different categories, but yes. Yeah. We just go market like a badass, make it work. Yes, exactly. And how do you, as a CEO, manage all the hats and like, when do you know when to hire Mm -hmm. or, you know, delegate? Cause I believe you have some, uh, available positions right now, right? I think I kind of do. Yeah. I kind of do. I, um, have in in the last, I would say in the last two in the last two years, I definitely have been delegating. I wish I did it sooner. People are like, "Oh, could, if you had to do anything again, would you do it differently?" I'm like, "Absolutely." But I am here where I am today because I've learned. I went. To, I'm a designer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So it's like, but in the past two to three years, I've had, I've I've been in a place where I actually could delegate, and it's a hundred percent helped. Now I, you know, feel more comfortable working with people who I know at least through someone. So I kind of like organically like put out that I'm looking for help and somehow it kind of gravitates or it kind of just, you know, I, you know, I find great people. Now, does that 
come, you know, on and off and change all the time. Yes. I think hiring is very difficult. I think that you have to go through it yourself to like go through that experience to see like who you want and like, you know, and like, you know, I think the hardest part is like figuring out like what you want that person to do. And then being a part of getting that person onboarded and then creating a system with them. So it's like, I have been doing that, you know, and like getting it together. And I feel like I've made great progress with getting things organized and like having someone, if they were to come on, I could easily onboard them and be able to help. So yeah, I would just be like, you got to go through it. And every small business and large business will tell you, and I love my employees. I know everyone's up, but it's the hardest part of any, of scaling any business is to find the help because you, and ultimately you need help, right? I mean, you yeah. like, I can't do it on my own anymore. And when my help goes all over the place, I get a little, because, you know, I'm like, okay, well now I'm going to pack the orders again, but I have to, I'm not ashamed of it, but you know, to go and still do that part of it. But let's just say in two to three years, I think Chris cards will be, have its own back, like production, like factory where it can fulfill from somewhere else. So. I feel, that'll be amazing. I feel like that's the wave and I've learned so much that now I have time to be like, okay, all right, really think about what you're going to bring in your collection. And if it could be fulfilled somewhere else now, when I make product, I'm now thinking about that too. Now, So I'm like trying to move on. That's amazing. And good, good foresight because businesses do wax and wane. It's hard, right? You, you hire and then you're, you know, you're kind of like, okay, now we're drawing back to focus on X, Y, Z. Oh man, I feel like I'm starting over. Or... I, sometimes I feel like I'm starting <laughs> over and I'm like, you know, I get so hard on myself and, but I was like, you know what? Like sales are coming in. Like just focus like late, lately. I think literally yesterday I got a piece of paper and I just said like, what works? Literally wrote down what works. And because it's yeah. so easy to get so, you know, to do like a, a lot of, and I, when I say a lot, I mean products, like in person, I think that in-person events is where we started with this conversation, but um, even picking the right in-person events is the hardest thing to do too. Mm-hmm. Yes. And staffing and figuring out how to get to the events and the swag or display oh, items. Friend. And um, I know they've. I won't go too deep into that. Getting everything there. Getting everything there. And then like, you know, people exhibiting in New York City might be like, oh, you know, it's a lot, but thank God I've like literally graduated where the the show is. Um so funny, like I kinda have some how how do how do you how do you pick the events though? How do you know what to exhibit at? Or do you mainly do them locally, uh in Colorado or like back home in New York? so funny because I'm getting more into life should have like should have been doing more locally I'm getting back into it but so I it came to a point after I moved to Denver like it was like maybe three years into Kush cards that it was like okay I'm, I'm ready to go wholesale like I'm ready to like go to a wholesale trade show and that was wholesaling but it was just for me calling and going right to store like building it that way um so when I went to champs trade show which is really my come up um champs has been a counterculture show for the smoke shop head shop, vape shop, vape shop space. Um, and it's where smoke shops go to load up their shops with everything, glass, CBD. So when I started to come out, I, I came out there, I shared one table with someone and then I got two tables and then I got my own booth and then I went to a distributor's booth and now I'm back at my own booth. But 
I've become, that has made me become a staple for smoke shops because I showed up and they're like, this is the cheapest, but maybe coolest thing I'm going to find at this show. And that has, they've learned me, they've met me multiple years of standing there and going through it. And I've had very yep. long time customers, like a quick example. So, so Champs is always like the first show that I like hit all of them or like I plan my year around that show. Um, and then, other, and then I try new shows, you know, sometimes I like, like these markets that are coming up, like the one in New York city, um, New York city's home. So I do strategically pick things where I could go. If there's a show in New York, I'm going, um, because I can cheaply do a show there because I'm from there. I live there, you know, I can stay and stuff like yeah. that. I also go to gift shows because before Chris Curls, I was in the home product developing gift world. So it took me some time to start to go to that show because I knew I had to see if push cards was like going to be a thing, you know, I can go to the national stationery show, like not with my shit together. So that's what I did. I moved to Denver, got my shit together in 2019. I appeared at the, at the last stationery show, but I continue to emerge myself in that community because I, I love it. So me going there fuels my passion, inspiration and creativity and I meet, you know, I've met Hallmark. They know who I am and they love what I'm doing. And that's an honor to me to, you know, be able to that's show huge. my stuff to them. Like, listen, we're not getting into like American greetings. We're not getting into weed, but we love what you're doing and we're cheering you on. And I'm like, eh. yes. <laughs> and when they get into weed, they know who you are. You're already when positioned. They, you know, when those people retire and those women are going to retire when I'm still doing this. Like, and I know they are because there's a lot of old school people up there. You know, I do see Hallmark getting into it. So it's like, and like, you know, so put, are those the most profiting? No, but I go through, the, I'm in the greeting card association where I get discounts and I put myself in like, I am the only weed company at these shows. They literally put me in booth 420 recently and it was the hit oh, of amazing. the show. And just for them to do things like that. Like, I feel like it was, you know, smart of me to put myself in a category where, you know, and that has opened so many doors for me, too. So um, I got picked up by a rep group recently. So now I'll be appearing at someone's show Amazing. and just sharing my story, not even doing the booth. I'm like a different avenue. But it took me showing up at events for people to notice me. Um, and recently, yes. within the, uh, just as of last year, I started going to business to consumer events like Denver Pride. And I'll be doing New York City Pride this year as well. And oh yes. my god, I almost did better than some of the wholesale shows there. And it's right wow. to the customer. So I encourage people hit the flea markets and don't stop. I stopped doing those shows when I got into wholesale just because balancing, like you know, I know it's a lot to do both, but you know, like yes. this already, I'm doing a small event at a smoke shop. I'm I'm setting it up, and I know. People love when the owner is there. And I don't think it's beneath me to go to a smoke shop for five hours and set up and um, talk to the local community and just keep it going. Why not? I'm smoking, grilling, chilling anyway. I'll just do it there. Exactly. Yes. And events are huge. Yeah. You know, you um, you you really can get so much traction for your business. Um, I'm a huge advocate for events. And um, I, I one last yeah. question. We have about 30 seconds and then have to move into the lightning yeah. round. but. How do you keep the conversations going after an event mm. and, and nurture mm. those wholesalers or whoever your audience mm -hmm. might be? I think that's a great question. And it's 
always it could always improve <laughs> it, your uh, your follow-up can always improve with my, myself including so what i do is i like to immediately get them set up in my system and my crm and my uh get them a wholesale account do that initial email and like you know hey it was great to meet you have that personal connection uh that you know so when you're in person make sure to talk about have like a fun moment on purpose so you can write it down and include it in the email so they remember you like i very get very funny at events so like it's why i like to go because very memorable and i try to keep that in the email keep it going um and um that's a great and idea. I put them on my email marketing list, and then I do newsletters, so they're locked in. I try and like see where they are on social media a little bit, or they'll find me, and just consistent follow up. Hey, you know, have you, you know, like for instance, this week, um, going through some of that right now is just following up and saying, like, I see you've made an account. Um, you know, like just being consistent with the follow up, really. Like some brands like slack on that after, but you put all the hard work in, so. And one uh, little tip of advice, lastly, I'll give is um, HubSpot is a great CRM program to use. And they have, um, uh, you know, there are paid platforms for it. But if you think of it in a way of it could be if you had an automation set up where, where I mentioned, this is actually what I'm working on right now is like where that like a week later, hey, you know, I see you haven't made an account. It's automatically doing that until the person orders. So it's like an automation. So yes. it's like knowing to, for me to know that that's going on in my head and I've set it up, I um, should almost be wrapping up with like setting up that sequence. So I think really trying to just figure out what your flow is after the show. So you can always recap on them. And then when the show comes up next time that you met them at, you have your list now. And that's what I actually do do. I have someone call the stores ahead of time. Hey, will we see you again at this show? And just, you know, always try and be in their face somehow so yeah that's such a great way to nurture them automations mm -hmm. i'm glad you touched mm -hmm. on that um because i think it's a missed opportunity i've seen people follow up with me in january mm -hmm. from mj bizcon in november right. and i'm like whoa yeah. maybe you should have automated yeah, that <laughs> the conversation is tough so i feel like you know and it's a lot you know i think you know i think also you know, I take a lot of calls weekly. I think it's very beneficial for people to be talking to people, even if it's maybe an opportunity, who knows, like this right here. Yep. Um, and I think it's, I've learned now what to put my effort into and like, you know, being like, ah, yes, and everything. And now like, ah, you know, protecting my space and energy and really utilizing my time as my dollar. Because if I'm doing everything, that's all I have. So, um, but you know, again, I'm still learning myself, like, you know, I'm still learning a lot. So yeah. I'm still learning a lot. Absolutely. Well, you're doing a, such a badass job. I'm so proud of your growth. Um, and I want to move into the lightning round lightning really quick. Round. All right, I'm here ready. we go. Uh, what's your best party trick? Mm, bringing out all the weed, always. Oh, yes. Uh, makes <laughs> I mean, you the popular one at the party. Though. I don't know if that's a trick, but always, <laughs> always, always just knowing, being known as the one that to have the weed. Hell yeah. Who's the most famous person you've ever met? Oh, Tommy Chong. I went to his house. You met Tommy Chong? Yep, I went to his house because I have cards with him. So, Hell um, yes. That's amazing. Tommy Chong. You're, you're, you're so cool. I love it. Uh, what's the best piece of advice you've gotten as a business owner? 
I think what I mentioned, you do it for passion a little bit before. If you do it for passion, you'll never burn out. That's right. What's your dream vacation if you had an all-expenses-paid trip? I would love to go back overseas to Italy, right by that Malfi Coast. A little Ooh. house up in the steps where I have done yes. before my, uh, with my fam. I would love to do that and just go recharge. And I know it's coming for me soon. Oh, it is. Oh, I'll meet you there. I love Italy. The food. Oh, Florence, Venice. I want to do the uh, Amalfi Coast. Everything, right. But, I know. I know. I just want to go yeah. and like, be a non-business owner. Her, yeah take yeah just like have that sabbatical uh what's your guilty pleasure fucking eating <laughs> getting high <laughs> and eating yeah that was like, me last night <laughs> like no, okay Cheesesteaks. honestly going to trader joe's spending way too much money smoking and just eating all the fun and cooking with my boyfriend and just munching it out Heck yes, the munchies. Well, thank you so much. You made it through the lightning round. And uh, thank you again for coming on the podcast. You um, you really are a badass. I'm excited that you are willing to just sit down and share everything with the audience. It's amazing. Absolutely. And I'm really just beyond excited to watch Kush Cards grow. I can't wait to see your story when you like show us your new facility in the future and the new, you know, you know it, just girlfriend. It's gonna happen. everything. And I'll be cheering you on. I'm again, I'm forever grateful that you join me on the podcast today. Um, for our listeners, if you want some badass corporate gifts for your cannabis business or non-cannabis business, uh, if you want to send your friends and family some Kush Cards, check out kushcards.com spelled with a K, Kush Cards, cards also, also spelled with a K. Let's get it right, people. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Get on there. <laughs> get on there and place an order. Um, if you need quick links, check out our show notes. I'm going to drop uh, your pages, you know, kushcards.com. All of that will be in the show notes. Um, and again, links to Lauren's company, uh, social handles. And, and Lauren, in your own words, though, please tell our audience where they can find you. For sure. So you said it great, though. Kush Cards with a K, really on all the social media platforms. So Instagram, you'll see me doing some fun dances and smoking a lot of weed. And then also on Pinterest for, again, those fun little weed and nail pictures. LinkedIn is my my first of uh, my full name, Lauren Neely. And you can hear a little bit more about personal, some personal accomplishments um, and some in-person events. So you'll see soon on my site, there'll be an events page where you can see um, wear Kush Cards because we are going on tour this summer. So I hope to see some people there. Awesome. I can't wait. Uh, thanks again for coming on. Uh, again, for our listeners, I'll drop this info in the show notes. Otherwise, follow us on Apple or Spotify or go to marketlikeabadass.media for the latest episodes of Market Like a Badass. Mm-hmm.